This is the Holland Assets Podcast, where we show you how to start and run your own trucking company. Ever wanted to go out on your own? Follow Chris as he goes through the highs and lows of running on his own authority. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Holland Assets Podcast, episode number 121. Uh, I'm tempted to title this one, Eat Your Peas. <laughs> okay, or eat your greens, because uh, that's kind of what we're going to be doing today. I, but before we get there, I am Craig, your host for today, and Chris is with me over there on the couch. How's it going? Good. It's good to see you, Craig. Yeah, you too. It's been a little while. You know, a little peek behind the curtains. Uh, last time we recorded two episodes at once, and so Chris and I haven't seen each other in weeks. And, it's been weeks. You know, I was, I was starting to get the shakes and get some withdrawals. <laughs> I was like, where's I need some more Chris in my life. So. Yeah, that's probably not true. I'm glad you're back. <laughs> so, uh, before we get started, everybody go to hollandassetsllc.com for full show notes, etc. comments on, on episodes. You can find us on Facebook and please leave a review if you enjoy these episodes. Um, and, oh, uh, motorcarrierhq.com. I knew I was forgetting something. If you want some tools, some resources, you want a, an actual human to talk to over the phone, Go to MotorCarrierHQ.com and find those resources there. With all that bling, I'm surprised you forgot about that. Wasn't that supposed to remind you? So for those watching on YouTube, I I told Chris I'm double repping today. I've got the hat. I've I've actually got a trucker hat and the t-shirt from Motor Carrier HQ. Uh, This was not planned. The hat was planned, but I threw the t-shirt on this morning and it was a happy coincidence. Yeah, because you didn't even know we were recording this morning. I didn't. Wow. Uh, so that's look that's how much i care about this show you chris care 24 <laughs> 7 you wear it that's absolutely yeah, one of your two t-shirts so <laughs> today it's like i said it's the eat your peas episode because you know sometimes some episodes are they're fun and exciting uh they're the they're the i don't know the candy the spice in life there you go yeah. there's something like that but this is very much like it, it sounds boring okay because it's workers' compensation and occupational accident insurance. Okay, that's not going to get anybody all that excited <laughs> <laughs> as a title. But if you are um, if you are running your own company, it, maybe it's just you and you're looking to expand. Maybe you have a few employees already, uh, but you're not up to speed on on this type of thing. This is exactly the kind of ep- of episode that you need. And worker, oh. workers' compensation is kind of deceiving because even if you're an owner-operator, you've got your own truck, you're mm-hmm. driving it, and there's nobody else. Still have to have you it. You still have to have it. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, which, you know, it isn't such a bad idea. <laughs> See, you know. It serves its purpose. Exactly, exactly. Anyway, and so uh, so I, I chuckled when Chris sent over the, the uh, topic for today, uh, but then I, I stopped and remembered we've done a lot of episodes like this that are really helpful, so... Everybody pay attention, class. It, it, it's a not the most entertaining episode in the world, but it's important. <laughs> it's, it's something that people need to know. And, you know, maybe before we talk about that, we should talk about anything else that is entertaining or interesting. Chris, what's going on out I, on the road these I'm days? I'm trying to remember if we if we talked about this in the financial episode last time, because I, I meant to, but I kind of was going through my notes and I can't remember if I talked about it, but we paid off truck number one oh, wow. last month. Yeah, okay, so I, well, I think I remember you saying say that? you yeah. were going to. Well, congratulate me again. Nah, <laughs> nah I'm good. <laughs> no, once is enough. You're not going to inflate my head any more than it already is. <laughs> Congratulations, my, yeah. Chris. Melanie, my wife, would appreciate that. She'd tell you thanks. Yeah, yeah. well, 
Uh, no, that is I, I, that's always exciting news. It's one more uh, expense off of the uh, the P and L every month. Yeah. So that that is excellent. Congratulations, thank Chris. you. Um, all right, anything else going on? Um, I eighty is a mess right now in Wyoming. I uh, hang on, I, hang on. I'm I'm gonna clip that. <clears throat> three seconds where you said i-80 is a mess right now and just play that at the beginning of every episode right <laughs> there's probably a lot of the times it'll be very true yeah it's a mess somewhere exactly it's either too snowy or too windy yeah. or too something right right now in wyoming it's it's nasty we uh i was just complaining as, as i was walking in that it was cold i think this has been probably the coldest year the coldest day of the year in utah and, mm -hmm. and really colder than it sometimes gets some years um, but I 80 has been shut down for, I think going on three days. Now we have one of our yeah. drivers that got about halfway through the state before it got sh shut down. So he can't leave. He can't go, he can't go any oh direction. Gosh. Yeah. Poor guy. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah. I, I, Greg, I feel sorry for Greg. He's, uh, <laughs> I got, he's uh, not having the best time right now. No, no, I don't imagine. I got, uh, locked out of I 80 on the Laramie side once, uh, coming back to Utah and so I had to go all the way back through Denver and, and take the back roads. Yeah. So you, you it, can't even do that right now. Yeah. It's, oh, it's yeah, bad. I can imagine. Um, and there there was a pileup, wasn't there? Yeah, there was, was a, I, I think it was like 50, 40 or 50 cars. One person died. Oh, um, so I, 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 I don't know. I, I should have read the article, but I, I think Wyoming had been closed for a while. They opened it up for a little bit. That happened and it got shut down again. Wow. Yeah, so I think it's supposed to... May, it may have opened in the last few hours that sounded like it was they were making some progress on it and sky's been clear all day so ho hopefully it actually did open up and we're moving again yeah well everybody be careful out there yeah uh because you know what you don't want to have to take advantage of your workers compensation and occupational accident insurance <laughs> do you chris no you don't how's that for That's a, transition? a good transition except for i'm going to take a step backwards oh, detransition because i was thinking uh <laughs> i, I want to put a little um teaser in for the impact tip because oh, I, I think okay. the impact tip is going to be a good one it's it it's kind of helps answer a question we get a little bit and and it comes to us via chet my brother who's a lot smarter than me so it's a good one can confirm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've you've interacted with both. You know. Yeah. Uh, all right, Chris. Well, after my A plus transition that you completely ruined, <laughs> let's hear yours. How do you, how do you want to get into this? Um, let's just jump right okay, in. Okay, right, right, yeah. fair enough. <laughs> so, uh, workers' comp and occupational accident insurance. Um, these are two separate things. They're two separate things. Are two kind of different types of insurance that really serve very similar purposes kind of do a very similar thing it's just you typically get them in in different situations and and one disclaimer i want to make as we're kind of jumping into this subject is i'm going to talk uh, about my experience with holland assets and workers compensation in the state of utah work the the rules for both of these types of coverages are different in every state you know probably 80 percent of what i'm going to talk about is applicable everywhere but there's that other 20% kind of some of the nuances that are a little bit, the laws and the rules are different state to state. So you need to make sure that you go to your state agency, you know, somebody, and we'll talk a little bit about how, who you can talk to to learn more at the end. Um, but you know, the, the state agency on insurance, like your division of insurance is a good place to start. I've, I've got a link in the notes where you can click on and see um, who one of those contacts is within your state. Mm, okay, good. Um, all right. So what are both of these things, Chris? 
So workers' compensation insurance, they're, they're both really designed to do a really similar thing. If you get injured on the job or you get sick because of your job or something happens to you while you're on the job, it covers the majority of your medical expenses and, and it typically will also pay you a little bit of a wage while you're unable to work so you, you don't starve and die. Right. Uh, now, when you say, okay, so that's workers' comp, and then when we switch over to occupational accident insurance, that sounds like the exact same thing, but they're different? It is the exact same thing. In some states, you can have one or the other. You, some states, there's, you know, workers' compensation usually has a little bit more extensive coverage than occupational accident does. And in some states, you can pick or choose which one you want. In some states, you ha- you're kind of mandated mandated depending on what the use is for like that's kind of the case in utah and we'll talk a little bit about that so it they they just it depends and usually workers compensation is a little bit more expensive than occupational accident but usually the coverage is a little bit better too and are are either of these uh state like public programs or are these are both privately some run? some states have public programs for it some states are all private utah's actually is kind of quasi public private um it, there's a it's called the workers uh, the work comp fund of utah mm. that probably carries 80 percent of the workers compensation insurance whether it's in trucking or other industries yeah throughout the entire state got it got it okay uh so are these expensive to carry or they, or, or is it kind of not too depends bad? on what you consider expensive craig <laughs> well you've seen the size of my house it's all expensive chris it it, it kind of depends um i can tell you hauling assets um we're it, it's kind of hard to say exactly we're going to get a little bit into the cost breakdown but hauling assets um right now we have to do workers compensation insurance because we've got employees and that's kind of the requirement in utah if you've got employees and and it's roughly about 275 dollars a month per driver 275 per month per driver. Yep. That doesn't sound cheap. It's not cheap. Okay. When when I was driving and it was just me, I was able to do occupational accident insurance and that was only about $138 a month. Wow. Okay, yep. so half as much if if you're just insuring yourself. Correct. Is that because you were the sole owner operator uh, or is there is there some way that you could now do occupational accident with all these drivers? No, nope. it's, it's you have to do workers' compensation in Utah. Yep. Okay. All right. So, uh, what else do we need to know about it then? It's uh, how do you get it? Where do you go? So you you usually get it uh, most of the time, and this is a, a great resource if you want to learn a little bit more about the specifics in your state. Is mm-hmm. through your truck insurance agent. They usually. Um, have access to workers' compensation policies, and a good truck insurance agent is also going to be very versed on workers' compensation and occupational accident. And they'll be able to kind of tell you the pros and cons, what the requirements are in your state, and and point you that way. So they're they're a great resource for that, and, that, and that's where you typically get it. Like even in Utah, where you've got this quasi work comp fund of Utah, um, I can either get the coverage through my insurance agent. And it's, but it's still carried by the work comp fund, or I can go directly to the work comp fund and get it through them. The price doesn't change whether I do it one way or the other. So it's typically just easiest to do it through your agent because they can kind of educate you, monitor it, um, help you make the best decision. And so that's, that's kind of what I recommend. Right. Go to your, your insurance agent. And, and when you do that, so you go to your insurance agent, they'll point you in the right direction. What are they going to ask you for? What, what's the process? Do you, do you have to have 
this or that documentation you have to go through so they'll kind of audits and stuff like they'll that. kind of go through the rules so like with in utah um you as an owner operator you can do workers compensation instead of occupational accident so they'll kind of help you pick the pros mm-hmm. and cons um or in my situation, if you want to do occupational accident instead, you you have to do what's called a work comp waiver. As an owner operator, I'm all by myself. I can opt out of workers' compensation. So you have to fill out a form um, saying you're doing that. You send it to the Department of Labor in Utah along with a $50 fee. You have to do this every year saying, hey, I want to be exempted and opt out of workers' compensation insurance. And as part of that, you actually have to show proof that you have occupational accident insurance. So you can't have neither. You've got to have one or the other. Okay. All right. Um, Tell me more about the process then. Uh, When you you go and sign up, what are they going to ask you for? Um, just basic, basic company information. One of the things, especially if you're going to do workers' compensation that they're going to ask for is what you're paying in wages, uh, like annual salaries roughly, because mm-hmm. that's actually one of the big things that they do to calculate the costs that they're going to charge. Um, it, it's based off of how much you pay in wages. And so let's kind of jump into that. Let's talk a little bit about the costs and how the cost is determined. So occupational accidents kind of more of a, a flat rate. It's not as, as, complicated it's typically this is how much you're going to pay right Um, whereas workers compensation insurance there's really kind of three aspects that go into that one is like i already talked about the wage how much you pay Um, two is what industry you're in so if you're a truck driver or industry slash what kind of job you've got if if you're hiring and employing all truck drivers your insurance is going to be a lot more expensive than if it's an office worker. And and that makes sense. Right. Likelihood of an office worker getting injured versus a truck driver getting injured, not very likely. I mean, paper cuts in the office. The, might, uh, the 80 car pile up in the HR department. Yeah, that doesn't <laughs> happen. Yeah, typically. I mean, <laughs> yeah. um, Terry Tate, the office linebacker, if you've got one of those in your office, you might be more likely to get hurt. You're staring at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, it's ringing a bell, but uh, you're too uh, old go for look, me. Go go look it up on YouTube. It's kind of it was a good commercial uh, right. once upon a time. Anyway, so that that that's a big one. And then the last thing that that is like the big main factor in how they calculate your workers' compensation is your claims history. Like, how have you had a lot of drivers file claims because they're getting hurt a lot? Meaning, like you probably have a bad safety culture and mm. you know guys are getting hurt all the time, then you're going to end up paying more in, in workers' comp. You're filing insurance. for every little thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So th- those are kind of the, the big three. If you're a brand new company and you've never hired, um, gotten workers' compensation insurance before, they just kind of have this generic um, claims factor logarithm, whatever you want right. to call it, that they're going to use to calculate. Okay. What you're what you're charged. And is this all just based on your self-reporting? So you fill out the form, you give it to them, or is there any sort of follow-up, audit, whatever? That's a that's a great question. There actually is. A, there's follow-up and an audit. So you you tell them when you first apply, hey, this is how much I pay in wages. You know, you give them all that information. You fill out the application, and then a year later, they're going to come back and they're going to audit you. They're going to typically require you to send in your payroll documentation to show how much you actually did pay in wages. And you've got to provide them proof that that's what it is. And then at the end of the audit, if um, you've underpaid, guess what they're going to do? 
They're going to charge you. They're going to charge you, and it's one big lump sum that you've got to come up with all of a sudden if you're way off. Woof. Yeah. So be honest. Be honest. <laughs> and and in the long run, too, like if, say, you underpaid or you overpaid, they'll actually, they will refund you the money. Okay. So but in that's, our situation, that's not, a, that's it's not, not a, as common. a strategy you would want to no, try it's to not, go it, with. It's not. Like I, you try to estimate it accurately so mm-hmm. you're not surprised one way or the other at the end of the year. Um, Holland Assets are... I think it was our second or third year in business, probably our third year in business where we were growing quite a bit. Mm. We be, because we weren't staying on top of, um, our notifying the work comp fund. Every mm-hmm. time we hired a new driver, we, we kind of failed there. We didn't do as good a job as we should. And we, we frankly kind of underestimated the wages. And, and, and again, you're kind of estimating, you don't know how many miles a driver is going to oh, drive right. in a year. You don't know exactly how much they're going to earn. And we underestimated, the wages both in how much we actually paid and how many drivers we had on the road. And we actually ended up having a a pretty decent bill at the end of the year that we had to fork out because we underpaid. Wow. Okay. How much was it? I'm, I'm trying to remember. It was, it was a pretty significant number. It was like eight grand. I think. Um, and, and I, I think I'm pretty sure we talked about it in a P and L cause it hit our P and L. Right. I I do seem to remember something like that. Uh, okay, good. So Chris, uh, (laughs) Do you have to get you? We we said this in most states, all states. You have to have this uh, insurance, one or both, or I guess uh, either type of insurance. What? But uh, what are what are the benefits? I mean, there's the obvious one, but uh, why else would you get it? it? It really, you know, one. It's the law, typically, and sure. I think, and I I'm assuming in every state. I don't know this for certain, but I would be willing to bet that in every state there is some kind of law that for the most part you have to have workers compensation insurance so that's number one and then two obviously it protects you and your drivers Um, if a driver gets hurt and their their medical expenses are covered and they're getting some kind of wage while they're out of work everybody's a little bit happier than if that's not the case right and this is actually one of the triggers that gets a lot of companies in trouble that we've talked a little bit about this in the past, companies that hire 1099 contract contractors, sure, subcontractors sure. instead of employees, they treat their drivers as you know subcontractors and not employees. This is where it causes a problem because if they hire them as a subcontractor, if they're a true subcontractor, they can typically um, get out of workers' compensation, do the occupational accident. The company can. The driver the, should. The driver and yeah, the driver should get it, it right? themselves, but oftentimes they don't. And so they're driving, they get in an accident, they get injured, and all of a sudden there's no 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 mechanism to pay the medical bills. There's they're not getting any kind of wage while right. they're out of work, and and they're like, "Why should I, I should have got this? I was working for you. What happened?" And and so then that starts a, a lawsuit mm-hmm. because they weren't covered under worker comp. And then they'll say, "I was really employee. I wasn't a contractor. I was treated like an employee." And, and in most situations, they're right. Like they, the boxes didn't get checked correctly for them to be legally classified as a contractor. Okay. And I, I remember, gosh, it was probably three, four years ago now that uh, uh, several states were cracking down on 1099s, yeah. uh, just uh, misclassifying employees yeah. as contractors when it's like clearly this is a an employee of your company you're just classifying them for your own reasons in this way and it's screwing them over and it's screwing the state over it's clogging up the legal system whatever yeah. so they started cracking California down. a year or so ago 
passed a bill that actually makes it like basically impossible to hire somebody as a contractor. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Well, Cause it is even, useful. <laughs> even it is useful and, and there are circumstances and situations for it. And, and a lot of the time in trucking, it makes sense to do that. Especially like if, if a truck driver comes to the company to haul stuff for you and they bring their own truck, like they probably should be a subcontractor. But now in California, it's, it's like next to impossible to be able to do that. Hmm, interesting. All right, Chris. Well, anything else we need to know about these two topics? Um, not, not so much. Just make sure you learn about the specifics from your state. You can mm-hmm. go to, like I said, your state's division of insurance, um, or you can talk to your insurance agent. And then just another good, simple way of doing it is just your average search engine. Google knows a lot, you know, search, uh, you know, workers' compensation in the state of Georgia or Google um, occupational accident insurance in Texas. Just, you know, make mm-hmm. a search for your state with, with those and you can you can learn quite a bit. Okay, well, very good. Uh, uh, Chris, impact tip. You were pretty excited about this one. What? Well, I, I was going to say, what do you got? But what has Chet got for us today? <laughs> so the, the impact tip itself is get your hook in the water. Thanks everybody for listening. It's been a pleasure. I have no I idea. I want to explain means. it, Craig. I want <laughs> What does that mean? So basically that means um, we a lot of people especially this time of year ask us, "Hey, is it is now the right time to start a trucking company?" And you think in, you know, right now the there's a lot of uncertainty in the economy. Mm-hmm. Freight rates aren't as good as they traditionally have been. They're kind of on the lower end. Is it a good time? Is it not a good time? And and in reality, so Chet and I were talking a lot about this and and Chet made some really good points. And we kind of came to the determination that um, the right time for anybody to start a trucking company or really any company for that matter is when the time is right for them and when they've prepared and they're ready, they've prepared like a lot of things that we've talking about having good financial um, situation, you know, especially on the personal side, when you're ready to do it, do it. Cause we've both seen a lot of people, you know, we, we, we kind of feel like 80% of your likelihood of success depends on you and your attitude. The other 20% is um, market rates market and, yeah. and things that are kind of out of your control. So 80% is you, your abilities and your preparation. The other 20% is really the, the market and thing other, you know, some other things that are out of your control. Cause we've seen lots of people who have, um, you know, started a trucking company when times are really lean and, and, you know, the economy's struggling that have been very successful. And we've seen other guys who have started companies when the economy's roaring, things are going really well and they fell. And, and the difference is that level of preparation and the person's really their tenacity and mm-hmm. their abilities. And, and well, and like their, that. and their, uh, basic knowledge as well. Yeah. Um, the whole point of this podcast really is to give people some basic tools. I mean, today is, uh, I, I guess it is kind of basic, you know, it's very specific, but it's like, yeah, this is a thing you need to know about. Um, I, so I hope people have found this podcast valuable, but there are lots of other resources out there too. I'll bet you, I'll bet you a hundred dollars, Chris, that there's a really great book out there called starting a business for dummies. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, can I, I'll tell you a story. <laughs> when I, started my very first podcast back in 2008, nine, 2009. I bought podcasting for dummies and took me through my first two years of podcasting. 
Nice. It's, you know, and I've used that series. So I, I bring it up as uh, only a mild joke because resources like that can help you get your hook in the water, as you say, Chris. Yeah. So what, what does the analogy mean? Um, so so I want to, I, I want to kind of leave everybody with one thought and, they, and this is where kind of the analogy comes in. Yeah. Um, when you're fishing, do you like fishing? Yeah, I love yeah, fishing. Good. Um, when you're fishing, you want your hook in the water when the fish initially start to bite. Because if you don't, if you, if you wait, let's say you wait until the fish start biting to go get your rod, to go get the bait, mm -hmm. to get the rest of your tackle, then to bait your hook, and then you throw it in the water, you've missed out on a lot of opportunity. And you may have missed out on everything. You know, The, the fish may have stopped biting by the time you get the hook in. And so you want your hook in the water when the fish start biting. And so it's kind of the same thing in business. If, you know, it takes a long time to get a trucking company up and rolling, and it really takes a long time to get it up to where it's operating kind of more at peak capacity. We've talked about those first 30 days, those first 60 days, really six months when not every broker is going to talk to you and, and things are a little bit tougher. You know, a lot of the times it's better just to kind of suffer through that when it's hard so that when the time gets really good, you're, you're ready to set the hook. Okay. So let me see if I can restate this and make sure I understand. Uh, start the company. If you are ready to start the company, start the company. Don't worry about the market as much. Obviously, well, okay, you got to worry about it a little bit. You got to know what's going on, but don't let that deter you because you want to be rolling when things get good. Yeah. You don't want to miss out on, uh, on it, the, what, what's the opposite of lean times? The fat times, the fat Chris. Times, yeah. Right. And, and that, and you see that happen all the time. Like people, everybody kind of, you know, we follow the herd, right? We're kind of, we're, we're herd animals as, as humans. And so everybody's always jumping in at the same time. And so oftentimes what happens is, um, you know, you wait and you wait and you wait and then you finally say, okay, things are really, really good. I'm going to do it. And you get all, you get in, you get going. And, and by the time you get in and you kind of get cranking, things have slacked off. Mm. And so you, yeah, in my opinion, you want to be ready when the, for when the times get, get good. And you know, I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know if, if 2023 at some point this year, things are going to turn around and be a lot better. They might, they might not, but um, you know, we started, Holland assets in, in a market that wasn't the greatest market in 2019. Um, 2018 was great. 2019 wasn't so good. And and we just kind of, you know, that first year in, in almost any circumstance is not going to be the easiest year. And, you know, we, we kind of suffered through it and mm. we've been able to kind of take advantage since. You've talked about it before. Um, start your company, get going, get on, get out on the road. And if it's a great economy at the time and rates are really high, congratulations, you've got a great opportunity to uh, stash away some extra cash, right? Uh, if you start it and the economy's down, uh, then you've got a great opportunity to uh, buckle down on your discipline, your business skills, um, and make sure that when, that when times do get a lot better, uh, then you are, uh, that, that you have the habits in place to actually take full advantage of that yeah um and i've you mentioned that early early on in the podcast chris i've never forgotten it and it so. kind of it kind of reminds me of my grandpa you know my grandpa grew up during the great depression and you know he a lot of those habits he developed because of the the difficult times of the great depression he 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 used and and kind of 
continued on throughout the rest of his life. And, you know, he was a, he was a pretty successful guy. And even though he may not have ever really earned a ton of money because of the good habits that he developed and that he continued to live by. There you go. All right, everybody, there's your impact tip. Get your hook in the water. Uh, And if you have any other questions about occupational uh what what was it or sorry accident occupational accident insurance workers comp um then listen to the episode again yeah. <laughs> or hop on google or talk to your uh, insurance agent and they'll tell you all about it um chris parting thoughts i think that's a wrap okay all right thanks everybody for listening don't forget to uh, head to hollandassetsllc.com Go to motorcarrierhq.com. I almost looked at myself in the screen there to double check <laughs> which, which thing I'm supposed to be talking about. <laughs> motorcarrierhq.com. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we will see you next time. Thanks, Craig. Thanks, Craig.